So welcome back to our podcast, Beautiful Scar. And this is a recounting of an experience that I went through and my wife went through and my family went through with me uh, nearly a year ago. We are coming up now on the anniversary date of that experience. And as we think about these days a year ago, it kind of made us want to sit down and just put it all into some kind of a record so we would remember this. I want to uh, start by looking right at those dates. So today is the 10th? Uh, 10th of, 10th, 10th yes. of February? Yes. 10th. And the surgery was the 12th. Right. So two more days, and that was the day that I that had was, my surgery. It'll this be... time, this year, it would be a Saturday. Last year, at this time, it was the 11th of February, and that's when they went after the liver on a really gotcha. bad weather night. And so February 12th was right there by... You got me a new liver. <laughs> you got I, that was that was the perfect gift it was really perfect all you gift. wanted wasn't it it was all i wanted it was like there was nothing that, that was my made prayer you... that was my prayer from the beginning god please let, don't let him come home without a new liver right so when i went in in january i never left no you did not until there was a new organ in my body and we had been through all of this. We'd been through the surgery. And now by this time, we are on a day or two after that and starting the recovery process. How long would you say uh, I was in the hospital in that part uh, right afterwards where they watched me and watched us, you know? Okay, so you were on the ninth floor, which is recovery floor. I think till maybe, um, I'm thinking probably Friday. So you had it, you got the, the liver on a Friday. So I think the next Friday they moved you to the sixth floor. Oh, I stayed there for a week. Yes, you did. And then you went to sixth floor, which is just mainly people who've had new livers. They watch them. They help them continue to recover. So I believe it was probably a Friday that you moved to that floor. Okay. And and so altogether, how long in the hospital then before I went to recovery, before I went to rehab? I think nine days, maybe? Nine? Oh, uh, yes. Nine? Yes, nine days. Okay. And then, surprisingly enough, like when things start working and you're feeling pretty good, they just kind of... Shuffle you right on out of there. Right. 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 They watch you. They follow everything and they know, they know when to move you on. It's pretty amazing. It is. So about nine days after the surgery itself, I go to a rehab facility right by there. Well, first of all, we were, we were arguing with the doctors about you going to rehab. Oh, that's right. Because that's right. they weren't going to let me go. Because it was during you COVID. Didn't want me because we had that conversation. You didn't want to go without me. Well, it was it was strange to me because you were telling me that I would have to go by myself. Right. And I thought, what are you saying? What do you mean? Me just go in there and you can't be around? 
And that's what they were telling you at first. That's that's what they told me because it was still COVID and they weren't allowing anybody else except the patient oh. to be there. And um, we argued, fought, you know, not bad. We just kind of said he needed me to go, but still they were not complying. And the doctor even came in, I think it was on a Monday and said, we really think you need to go to rehab because it will be in your best interest. And um, so they did a COVID test on you that day. So you could go in the next day. I remember the COVID test. And so when I realized, I asked them if they could do a COVID test on me and they couldn't. So I left the hospital and went and found a rapid Test. test somewhere and everything was okay. And I came back and, but still they weren't going to let me come in hmm. how, because they hadn't let anybody else come in. They were still in lockdown. At, so how did rehab. it work out that you did go with me? You know what? Right at the last minute? At the last minute on a Tuesday, it was like, we just said, okay, he's going to come. Cause we knew it was in your best interest. Right. Because um, optionally, I could have come home. Yes, you could have. And had in-home... In in-home therapy, physical therapy. Yes. And that would have been... We weren't sure what that was going to be right. like, right? We right. Were, and we the doctors sure. definitely were not... Sh- didn't think yeah. that was about in the best interest, in your best interest. But at the last... I think it was the last hour of uh, that day you had to be in there by, they had to transport you by three and by around two, they said I could come Wow! because I'd had my test and everything. And they said, okay, she can come. Wow. I don't know why they decided and, that, but, but they did. You weren't going away quietly. You, no, you I wanted, wasn't. You wanted to go with me. You wanted to be I with did, me. And yeah. I felt like you needed me to go yeah, because I yeah. knew you were insecure about everything. Yeah, I was, I was. Um, and that's a little unusual for me, isn't it? I'm sort of independent. It, on oh, you're things. very independent. But during that <laughs> At time. At that time, I didn't feel very confident, did no. I? Um, so then I go to the rehab facility. Right. And we stay there. You were able to stay in the room. Yes. With and we me. both were there. So we were in that for, one room. We were in there. Um, you went in on Tuesday, and I think you came home. I'm thinking oh, you came Wednesday? home on a. Wednesday Thursday. or Thursday. So by, there was I was eight thinking you were nine days then there okay. too. So, so after surgery, there's almost 18 days of being in the hospital. Right. So something that never occurred to me, and I made a note here, I want to get this right, that when you are, when you are in the hospital, what I was told was you should expect three days to recover for every one day that you're in the hospital. Right. And I just, I don't know. They, they told me this ahead of time. And right. I'm like, okay, whatever. I could not believe how weak my body was. Right. I couldn't believe how I couldn't walk. No. I, I mean, you, you would think you could lay in a bed for a few weeks and get up and go do what you want. You can't. Well, your body, you were so sick. And I, and I was sick. I, I understand that. But uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently your, your, your legs need to exercise them or yes, they don't you, work right. The muscle, the muscles. 
They really don't Are work weak. right. Yeah. So if you think about it, three days for every day you're in the hospital. So total, I was in for a six-week stay. It was almost four weeks in in the hospital before the surgery. And then there were roughly two weeks, maybe a little bit more after that. So I calculated it to be six weeks in the hospital, laid up in a bed. So if you take six weeks, that would mean times three days for every week means that means 18 weeks of recovery. And if you look at a calendar, 18 weeks is roughly four months. And you start thinking about that's one third of a year. Wow. That's 126 days of just recovering. Right. From a surgery that's that invasive and that difficult. And I had met some people on the elevator when you were sick that one Mm. of them, his wife had been in rehab for four months. So, I mean, that wasn't an impossibility for you. That just sounds astonishing to me that it would take that long to recover. But I went through it. And at the end of it, I can look back and say, yeah, now I get why it takes that long. Right. And I would say I was I was in fairly good shape when I went in. Not like I was. I know, think you were. And I think that's why you did well in Boy, rehab. What a, what a tough thing. So rehab... I just want to talk about that experience for a minute. And that was eye-opening for me because they did everything for me. Um, up, they, they had what's called upper physical and lower physical, like your legs only. They had a different person for each of these areas. So I would go work with somebody on my arms and doing things with my arm. Um, uh, then legs, leg hat, legs had a certain kind of exercise. I had to learn to get in and out of a car. Yeah. Um, didn't go too well the first time we tried that. They had to kind of catch me because I, I literally couldn't put my legs outside and stand up on my own. They have a shell of a car that you work on in and out of. Um, mental games, mental activities. Yeah, they um, work with all working, of those. Working with you like... I can't even remember any of the Well, because exercises. of the encephalopathy, they yes. had to work with you to get back mentally. Yes. And so they, they use different things to work with you every day or every other day to make sure they were just trying to make sure that you were kind of catching up. Thinking, yeah. And they had, I remember they had games where you would pick... Okay, let's find everything in this room that starts with the letter B. Oh, I forgot that. Or something that. like that. Yes. I'll be like, okay, there's a book. There's a Bible. There's, there's a, nothing else. You know, how about bed? Yeah, how about a bed? <laughs> yeah, the bed. So it was, it's funny because it really makes your mind stretch, but it's kind of fun. But anyways, you're going through all those things. Yeah. Um. And again, back to the who's the president today, you know, and you, you always, you know, sort of had to remember, okay, wait, who's, well, we who, weren't sure at that time. Who's my president. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that went for, like we say about eight or nine days. It was nine days. And 
I think that was a really good experience. The, it was honestly a little bit weird for me because some, uh, one of the, um, what do you call them? They're not nurses, but uh, the therapists, one of the therapists, a young man came and helped me like learn how to sit on the toilet and yeah. learn how to get into a shower, shower and how to, like I could move my arms enough so I could sort of take my own bath, but I needed a chair in the shower to sit yeah. on because I couldn't stand. Right. Or keep a balance. Right. But I had to learn to do all those things on my own. Yeah. And it's like, wow, Crazy. wow. It's like, it's like, um, like a baby learning to walk or yes. something. All, I had to retrain yourself. Your muscles were just weak. It, it was really amazing to me. And basically what you have to do is those therapists work with you. And depending on where you start and where you need to be when you leave, you have to pass their tests. Right. You can say, I think I'll be leaving tomorrow. And they can say, well, hold on a second. You know, right. let's, <laughs> let's do this one time and see, can you get in and out of that car right now? Uh, well, not so well. Well, then you're not leaving yet, you know, and they really do have the authority over you, don't they? I mean, they, they can tell you. I think you, you, you can say out. I'm leaving if you really want to. But it made it, me feel like it's it. the be, in the best interest of you. We to we trust just, them. We just trust them. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we were there that long. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, but it wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. A really. lot of people stay a lot longer. Yes, and then we went home, and um, I remember falling flat <laughs> on my face trying to come in the door of the house, which I. W- we had navigated how I was going to actually climb the four steps uh, from our sidewalk up to the entry of our house. And I figured out how to do that with the walker and the railing on the, on the stairs and all that. And I got up and got in and our son, Sean, and you guys just let me kind of take that step into the house. And I kind of got caught somewhere between getting in the house and not having enough strength to get on into the house. And I just kind of held on to you and Sean as my body slowly just went down to the ground. <laughs> and I was laying there just looking up at the sky or looking up at Sean and you. And Sean said, Dad, you need to use your legs and push yourself on your back with your legs over to that couch. And I thought, I don't know if I can do that. And I tried to do it and it wasn't very pretty as I recall. And Sean said, dad, I got it. If you'll let me shoot a video of this, I'll post it. We can pay for all your hospital bills (laughs) with this thing. (laughs) And I would not let him do the video. I kind of wish now I had because it was, it was so far away. And it from... took an hour for you to get, for Sean, it was mainly you and Sean it figuring did. up how to get you off the floor onto the subject. It it did. And we we did it in an hour. <laughs> in an hour. It took us an hour to get so like stressful. 10 feet. 10 feet. Because I was dead weight. All I was thinking was, 
We should have never brought it home. You should have <laughs> never come home. Should have never come home. But you mentioned it. You forgot to mention about before you left. Well, about. I'm not. I'm going to rewind to that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get go back. Ahead. But I was just on that whole. My body was just not working. No. It just. We thought you were so strong, but you really weren't. I really wasn't. So to the whether I should have been discharged or not, maybe we might have waited another day or so. But we were so ready to get out. We were. We were just. We were ready to come oh, home. Lord, just and you please. did fine. Sean was there. He I was know. on top of. He was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. So. So, okay. So I'll go back to that night. The night before we left, right? Was it a night No, night? it was a Saturday and you didn't leave, I think, till Tuesday or okay. Wednesday. So actually so. it was a couple of nights before yeah. we left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were in the room and maybe watching TV, as I recall. I can't quite remember. But a nurse came in and said, um, I have your penicillin shot. And I thought for a minute and I thought, my penicillin shot, I haven't been taking penicillin shots for anything that I was aware of. And I looked at you and you said, no, I, I don't know anything about a penicillin shot. And I said, well, what's it for? And she said, well, I don't know. I was just instructed to come here and administer a penicillin shot. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take. Well, everybody's hearing, everybody's hearing my, my alarm. Where'd I put my pills? This is, this is unique because we didn't expect this would happen, but it's happened. You're all listening to me right now. I'm taking, tell everybody what I'm taking, honey. He's taking Tacro, which is one of his anti-rejection pills that he takes at, eight, at exactly eight in the morning and exactly eight in the evening for the rest of his life. And there you go. You just listened to me take my Tacro at eight o'clock in the evening. Um, and that's done. And I'll do that. Like she said, forever and ever. Um, but I told the nurse, I didn't want to take that shot. And she said, well, I'll have to go get a doctor to talk to you. And I said, okay, that's fine. So she came back with a doctor in a little while. He had a clipboard with him. And um, the doctor said, well, sir, and honey, I sometimes I mess this part of the story up, but he said it is for we well, I don't want to give the punchline away. Well, he said it's for your problem with syphilis. Okay. You're something with syphilis. History. History of syphilis. My yeah, history that's of syphilis. It. That's it. And of course. <laughs> and I looked at Barry like, excuse me. Uh, uh, have you missed uh, something <laughs> that you haven't told Well, I me? thought. What are they talking about? I, I've never had that problem in my life. Nothing, what do you mean yeah, by the right. history of syphilis? And then you jumped up and went to the phone. I just said, wait a minute. He's had a liver transplant. Let me call the number for this. And we had a, a number that we called. I got directly through to... There's a doctor on call. They went back to all the records and they said, yes, he needs to take that. He's already had two 
courses or whatever, a series of uh, shots of amoxicillin or whatever antibiotic. And he needs, that were given to me on the operating table, apparently. Well, I don't know when they were At given. Some point, Nobody yeah. ever told us, yeah. but they said, you should have been told that he needed this. He needs this for hepatitis C, for syphilis. Wow. And so... And so I got the shots. Yes. And it took care of and it. And it completely. completely clears up the liver. Absolutely. And we were told ahead of time that if we get a liver that had hep C, right, that we would go ahead and accept it on your behalf. You, you won't be able to be consulted. Right. It, they're just going to find out as they find out. Right. And you just had to sign off on it. And we signed off ahead of time. So we were all in agreement. Right. But somebody failed to tell us that part. Right. Until we were ready to, <laughs> that night. And then we were getting the, I was getting the last shot. Uh, exactly. Right. So, cause right. I haven't had any more shots and apparently I don't have a problem. Right. As far as I know. No, you uh, don't. Okay. No. So we get out, we get home. I had my little incident coming in the door and had to learn how to, to walk still. Mm. I got a walker. Uh, got around the house. Um, and for a little while, I seemed to be making progress, learning to walk. Right. And then for some strange reason, and as I recall it, it might've been a week or, or two, maybe after getting home, I started developing pain in my legs. Right. Like very serious pain. Yes. Um, we were going into Vanderbilt to get um, blood work and labs right. done almost every other day, wasn't it? When we uh, first yes, started? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you were walking slower and slower and slower. Yeah, because it was more and more painful to like, yeah. okay, get out here and walk down this long aisle, right. you know, to that lab or whatever. And it just hurt me. I would have to stop. I'd have to find a chair and sit and rest. And it just, I didn't understand why it was getting worse and worse. And we found a, uh, a what do they call it? Pain medicine? Right. Pain that? management. Pain management. Vanderbilt actually suggested you do that. Yes. And we found a great doctor of part of Vandy's system. Yes. Uh, in Franklin. And I went down there. I remember going in, in a, a walker. And then the follow-up that was like a week later, I had a cane. Okay. And then the next follow-up, I didn't have either of them. Okay. So right through that period, I I got better. Well, and you were doing rehab on top of them managing you. Right. Think. So they were sending me to a place. Right. They were giving me uh, medication for my back. There's just oh, okay. like things was that, that, what it was? Yeah, that, that would kind of make, because you can't take what's called NSAIDs, N-S-A-I-D-S, I think it's called non-steroidal. I can't oh, take, okay. you know, I can't take certain aspirins. I right. can't take certain. You can't because you're more, you're blood thinner. B yes, but I, neither can I because of the transplant oh, okay. have any NSAIDs. Okay. So I, they can't really give me. They can't really give me the kind of shot. I don't know what that noise was about. They can't really give me the kind of shot that uh, most people could take uh, to reduce inflammation 
okay. and that kind of thing. Right. Cause it thins your blood. I have to, so. I have to do something different. Right. So, um, they were working with me on all that and they did such a great job of the, of the medications, the exercises, the physical therapy, and over those couple of weeks, right. the, the whole thing with the legs started to go away. And I started then walking more. We have a treadmill here at the house. Right. I started doing more treadmill, started getting stronger. At some point, you started saying, okay, you can drive around the neighborhood. Oh, yes. I wouldn't let you go anywhere. I wouldn't let you go anywhere but the neighborhood. Not out. Because I was afraid that you'd forget where you were. Because you're, you still ha- couldn't always remember. Well, and you would say to me, you would say to me, um, uh, "Honey, your reaction time right isn't was, isn't there." It was slow, so I was worried that something would happen. Somebody would do something, and you couldn't react to it fast enough. Right, and I I think there's probably some truth to that. Oh, I definitely know it was. <laughs> you know there was. I know there was. But then I had to actually start proving to you that I could drive. Yes. Right. So you would go with me and I would drive a little bit right. and then you would maybe take. And the doctor said, you were saying, when, it can, when can I drive again? And he said, the doctor said, when your wife thinks you can drive again, you right. can drive again. I didn't like that arrangement too much. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, it was the safest. So well, I it, wasn't too hard. on it, No, 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 no. You weren't. You weren't. One more quick thing. And then we might wrap this one up. Um, the bill for all this. Oh, what do you what do you remember about the financial side of all this? You know what? I just remember when he first went in at that last time. Um, they were wonderful, and they sent someone, and uh, I don't know who she was, but she came in and she said, "You don't have to worry about anything. Um, uh, Medicare has this for you." And I, you know what? At that point. We I didn't know. We didn't. I wasn't really worried about that, and that's not like me. I just wanted you to live, so I wasn't thinking about anything about the bill because we had good insurance. Well, we did have good insurance, and, and we were going to have to pay twenty percent of whatever. Yeah, it was going to be. And what we didn't know at the time was, though, that because I had reached sixty-five. I was able to be on Medicare. Hospitalization. On the hospitalization side of Medicare. Right. And, you know, we didn't want to choose Medicare. No. Right at that, even before that, because we have a business. um, It's paying for really good health care through the Blue Cross Blue Shield program. And we just thought, well, here, our insurance is Blue Cross Blue Shield. Right. And because we had reached that age, I've reached that age of 65, um, we found out later that Medicare took over. Right. Apparently took over the payment. Yes, they were the first and anything that was after that, Blue Cross Blue Shield covered. And so only recently, maybe in the last month, did we see a bill? Now this is almost a year later. Right. We right. saw a bill. What was the bill for? It was for over $1.5 million. $1. And we 5. actually paid three 
thousand. We paid three thousand. Three thousand. That was our deductible. Of a, de- a deductible amount, the right. rest of it was, was paid covered. for and covered. Right. That's amazing. Unbelievable. And again, we didn't know. We didn't had right? no idea. When they tell you to get to the hospital, your liver's failing. You just go. Right. right? And you'll do whatever you have to do. And you do. You don't. I, you know what? That's not like me. <laughs> it's really not. But you suspended all that. You didn't. Did. You didn't care. You didn't worry. It's like I'll deal with all that later. I think God covered me on that. Oh, one. I. I know He did. I mean. We had some resources. We own a home and all that, but it's like it could have just, it would have just completely drained us and we'd have been getting loans to pay for things. Right. Um, but that's an amazing story that at the end of the day, I mean, that whole thing might have cost us $3,000. I'm sure it was more with some medications and other things that we've done along the way. Maybe, I don't know. How, how very, very amazing. And um, we just last week went and I went to Dr. Brown, who has taken over for Dr. Pareko. So concerning Dr. Brown, she walked in the room. The minute she walked in the room, I looked at her and I went, I know you. And she said, and you haven't changed at all. Oh. And I said, you came around with Dr. Pareko every time you came, and she was a fellow then. Right. And she had been through all of this with you. She knew everything. Everything. Yeah. And she said, and she looked at you and she went, and you look terrific. That was so wonderful. I just saw her the other day. Had to hug her too. Um, all these people, they're just all so fantastic. Um, we are, oh, I went to, I had, um, I think I, I I told our audience that every year I would have a colonoscopy just for checkups. And I went back for one in the fall of 2021. And I walked into my doctor, Howard Mertz, um, who looked at me before I got my procedure. And he said, he says, you're looking fantastic. And I said, thank you. And he looked at me and he said, you're just showing off now, aren't you? And I said, <laughs> you know, I kind of, yeah, I think I am kind of showing off because when you were as bad as I was, you feel really great about where you are now. And that is exactly how I feel. Super, super grateful. 